podcast about knitting, spinning, dyeing, and other crafts in Mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. We're recording on December 20th, 2020, and we're doing a Swatch episode. The Nugget episode at Christmas was so much fun that we are going to throw in a Swatch episode from time to time where we keep it short and sweet, and we will probably review a yarn or a project or something else, a technique, rather than having a theme that we talk about. So what are you working on right now, Tamara? I'm working on that top-down hybrid tea I told you about a while back, and I'm really loving how it's how it's looking. I've had it tried on because I'm making the sample garment in my size. I'm holding it up for you. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see, but I figured out how to make it go from a couple of inches of yoke with yoke increases and cables and then into just normal, um, simple top-down raglan shaping. I'm really loving how this goes. That's what I'm working on. It's out of a bright red yarn. Yeah. When you say yoke, you mean circle yoke, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of Knit Picks Shine Sport, and it's in a really bright, clear red named Serrano, like the pepper. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised this one hasn't ended up in a mulligan so far. I thought figuring out how to transition between the two different types of increases might be more tricky than it has been so far. So for the sample size, it's going really well. I guess we'll see how it goes once I start doing the math in eight or nine sizes. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to use that shine yarn. I haven't had a chance to get around to buying it yet, but I've heard really good things. Yeah, it's it feels nice. Cotton's not my favorite thing to work with, but uh, it, this is mixed in with some Modal, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking how it feels. So Galen's in the background trying to get comfortable. I'm sure the microphone is picking him up. So what I am working on is I am casting on a hat out of the nitpick scroll that you gave me for Christmas. I love it. I went looking for it, and I'm wondering if I should call it a stash yarn, because apparently it doesn't exist anywhere. It's a scroll with tweeds and hand-dyed both. Yeah, I think those were probably limited when they had them, so I bet it is is stash Uh by this point. It was a limited edition or something, because the internet doesn't, you know, I searched for it, and it just wasn't on the internet. It's this it is on Ravelry. I did finally find it when I did a Ravelry search, and I am one of 200 people that have it. So that is pretty cool. I'm casting it on right now for a hat. It is Area by Lily Kate France of Jolie House. It has that folded brim that I like. And when I say folded brim, I mean the brim that is folded in half and then knit two together. And then after that, it's a beret with a swirly design that is also has little gathers in it. And it looks like that it starts out just as a beret with lace. And I'm not sure how the gathers come in at the end. I have not read ahead in the pattern, but I am very excited. So I'm squeezing out one more hat in 2020, I hope. That's cool. How's the title spelled? A-I-R-A. Okay. I have a hat pattern coming out in that I'm going to start test knitting in January that's A-R-I-A. So Aria, like uh, from, uh-huh. a, from a musical or from um, the, the part that comes out from uh, part of an opera and they keep repeating it. And I thought, uh-huh. oh, wow, that happens from time to time where, <laughs> you know, people think of the same names or same ideas. And But it sounds like this one's different, just similar. <laughs> uh-huh. There's only so many nouns in the English language. 
Right. So today we are going to review some handmade bags by Aunt Steph's Handmade Gifts. We will link her Etsy shop in the show notes. And she is located out of Topeka, Kansas. Tamara, why don't you go ahead and start? Because you're the one that purchased these bags. Yeah, I found them in person last year at the Winter Wool Fest in Wamigo. And she was one of the vendors. They have a nice selection. And I picked up a couple of them. I have one that's her treasure bag out of a Star Wars themed fabric. I really like it. It's sturdy. It's got a nice size ribbon for the drawstring. I'm holding it up so you can see it. It's got Mm -hmm. both. uh, The fabric is fun. It's a traditional Star Wars mixed in with there's a BB-8 in there, too. So it's, Uh it's both. Yeah, but you can see the drawstring, The it's really, it works well with the ribbon size that she's chosen, so that's nice. And then on the inside of it, there's a little pocket, which you don't always get with a simple drawstring bag, and it's lined, so the fabric on the outside and the inside complement each other, but they're also really sturdy. So the project I have in it right now is a sock, and I think I could comfortably fit something twice that size in here. It says Wednesday Game Projects, but... Really, there's a lot of extra space in there. And with socks, you always worry about the DPNs, or I do. And mm-hmm. I think I think this is sturdy enough that the DPNs aren't going to poke through. That's a It's I a agree. nice bag. Yeah. So yours is a drawstring bag, and I got to see it while you're holding it up. It is really cool looking. What you gave me for my birthday is her project bag. So it's a boxed bag with a zipper, and it has a looped handle that's sewn to go over your arm. This one is also in a movie TV show theme. I got the Serenity one and it has shiny and the jeans had and Serenity all over it from Firefly. Yes. Firefly. From the TV yeah. show Firefly. I just had a complete blank in my brain there. It is lined and then also lined with interfacing. So it's a very sturdy. Because it's a square bag, I am worried about crushing it. So I try to be careful with it, but it still gets crushed like in my purse and it's always popped back. So I don't think I actually need to worry about it. But since it's this really cool rectangular box shape, it is something that is on my mind. And it holds a pair of socks or a hat. It's definitely a one skein project. It's one skein with room to move around, but I would be hard pressed to put 200 grams in here, I think. I was reading a little bit about her this morning because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I was reading uh-huh. on her Etsy shop. On her Etsy shop, she says that your the bag like you have, the project bags, come folded flat. But don't worry, they'll go right back into their shape. So she thinks they'll go, they'll bounce back. Okay. If, she, well, if she mails them I've, to her. I've been using it for almost a year now. And it, even though I worry about it, I don't take special care of it. And it has always bounced right back. Yeah. Okay. And when I was looking this up, I also took just a little bit of time to check into the Winter Wool Fest because it would usually mm-hmm. be in a, in a couple of weeks into January. And they're going to try doing it virtually this year. So it's 10 to 4 on January 23rd. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Classes aren't up yet, but they say they're free and they will fill up on a first come first serve basis. Usually they have like little 30 minute sessions. So there should be several. And then it says they're going to have demos and a farm and studio tours and the virtual marketplace, like a lot of places have been doing. So I'm kind of excited. I want to try that out. Excellent. I didn't know that was happening until you mentioned it. So I'll have to look at it too. Podcast announcement. Join the Geminit Podcast group on Ravelry and follow us on Instagram at Geminit Podcast. We have a Ravelry thread in 
20 hats in 2020 as that knit along is ongoing and there's exciting news we are adding a prize Tamara why don't you tell us about that okay it's two skeins of blue sky fibers wool stock worsted in their colorway pressed grapes which is a pretty slightly muted purple and it's uh, 123 yards or 50 grams of skein, so 100 grams. So that's more than enough for a hat and then a little left over. And I'm going to add a mini set of three stitch markers from my Etsy shop um, to go along with the yarn. Uh, that Etsy shop is Tall Grass Knitting, if you want to go take a look. Nice. And like you said, if people want to enter for the prize, they do that by... Every post with a picture in it and the Ravelry thread will be entered for a prize. You, so you your first hat, you make a post with a photo and your second hat, you make a second post with a photo, uh, just one per hat. And you can use any hats they have already finished. The only rule is that it was made in 2020. And then for your Ravelry projects, go ahead and tag it with GP 20 hats 2020. And if Ravelry is not a safe place for you to be, you can tag us on Instagram instead. Um, and the tag for that would be GP20Hats2020. And we'll add that in the in the show notes. Also on Instagram, it's the same thing. Each hat that you use the hashtag on is an entry into this. Okay. And the only rule is it has to be a hat that you finished in 2020. And we're going to leave the thread open until January 9th, and then we'll do the drawing after that, right? That's correct. All right. That's entertainment. What do you have for us today, Tamara? First, we've been watching The Mandalorian season two episodes on Disney Plus, and that's a lot of fun. We do it as a family. And I realized that I think this is one of the only things the teens have ever had to watch on a week by week basis because they're only releasing them, you know, every week. And so on Fridays, mm -hmm, we'll sit mm -hmm. down and we'll watch it. And that was a big part of what we did when I was growing up. You never got to binge watch all of them at once. And so it's kind of fun having the boys have that experience. We've been doing that. And then my second thing is I finally gave in and I bought the next Anna Pigeon mystery. You remember that's the lady who she's a National Parks employee and she moves around from different national parks as a ranger and solves a mystery when she gets to each one. I ran into a roadblock. My library didn't have number four. So I finally gave in and I bought it. And this one is Firestorm. It's set in California in a Lawson Volcanic National Park. And she's there as a medic and um, also a security officer at the base camp. So that's interesting. And then the fire blows up and that's the rest of the story. So I really enjoyed. I always like reading about the national parks and these are pretty good. Those are my things. What about you? How many books are there in that series? I think like 19. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For me, I watched the movie, The Secret Garden, the brand new one that came out in 2020. I watched it on Hulu, but it can be rented on Amazon Prime also. And it is the traditional children's book that I loved as a child. I read it many, many times. You know, whenever a movie is of a book, it's always like extra critical of it. It's like, what are they going to do with my childhood story? And the house is perfect. The kids are pretty good. And I am so irritated at the garden. It is <laughs> lush and beautiful, but it is literally magic, which they use to their advantage for the lushness on the screen. Oh, I 
don't have the vocabulary word for when the image is telling the story, the, the, like when they're sad, the flowers around them die, you know, things like that. But the, mm-hmm. the garden's literally magic and that bothered me, but not as much as the fact the plants in it were very lush. I don't know where it was filmed and I've never been to Seattle, but it's the sort of garden I would imagine in Seattle, not in England. They had all of these huge philodendron type plants and these huge elephant ear type plants and hostas. And I meant before recording this to see if elephant ears grow in England, but in my mind that garden should be roses and lilacs and uh, tulips and not the what they actually presented. And then they took some liberties with the story itself which one of them bothered me and the rest didn't too much, but they really changed that part of the book a lot. But the movie itself, I enjoyed watching it. I even put down my knitting so I could see what was happening on the screen. So I had a good uh, good time when I watched that on Friday. And then yesterday, I was driving to pick up my winter CSA. And since the they can't drop it off at the farmer's market, I have to drive out to the farm and it is it is too much driving, let me tell you. It's like 50 minutes each direction. And I love the winter CSA, but mm, that's a lot of out of house. However, because of that, I was able to listen to the radio on the way there. So I turned on NPR and they had Radiolab on. However, I checked, it is a podcast. So you can just go on your phone and just listen to it whenever you want. And I really, really enjoyed Radio Lab episode The Great Vaccinator, where it's about the life of Maurice Hillman, who created the fastest vaccine before now. It was for the mumps. It took him four years from start to finish. And it was about his life and how he got into science and how he got into vaccines and how he created more than 40 vaccines out there with the goal to eradicate the diseases that children have. And he created eight of the 14 vaccines that are currently routinely given to our children. They had some interview tape from him. He is now deceased recently, but there was some interview tape from his life. And the whole thing was just a solid beeping. They had to, (laughs) they had to beep (laughs) out like every other word that he said, which is not what you think of when you think of, um, potentially the greatest scientist uh, of our age. But the whole thing, Radiolab is always very well done, and I always enjoy it when I come across one of their episodes. That sounds good. I'll have to check it out. You should. And I think, uh, like, your boy should listen to it. Everything is beeped out. It's very family-friendly. I mean, it's NPR. I mean, come on. So, right. Now, and the boys they, are old enough, I think they would like it. I was just going to say, we sort of need our own beep for 2020, because I've started using way more cuss words than I used to. So they'll do fine. (laughs) (laughs) That is all I have. Thank you for listening and catch us next time. Bye now. Bye-bye.